Welcome everyone to the Vital Four podcast, a podcast brought to you by Vital Science Wellness. Today's episode is going to be such a cool episode for y'all. It is from a lecture series given by our very own Rebecca Johnson. Rebecca is the Director of Wellness at Vital Signs, and what she's going to be talking to you guys about today is managing stress. Our first couple episodes have been about stress, and we're going to continue that. It's such an important part of of health and one of our core four pillars. Uh, So without further ado, I'm going to get you guys to the lecture. Here is Rebecca Johnson on managing stress. If you have a question, um, uh, of course, I want this to be as um, informal as it can be while we're all connecting virtually. So uh, I'm going to have a a space for questions at the end, um, and we can have some discussion about this. So um, kind of save your your question for for then. Um, Okay, so... As you can see, our topic today is on managing stress. And what is ironic about all of this is that back around the end of February, when Becca and Chelsea asked me if I would um, present on stress and we're kind of opening things up for some mental health, we didn't realize just how applicable this whole um, conversation would be around our current circumstances. So. Um, This is not all original um, content for me at all. Um, This is, a a lot of this has been developed by Dr. Pardue and kind of what he is teaching right now um, with stress. And um, I've added some of my own things in here, but it's certainly not original content just for me. So we will dive in and get started on part one of managing stress. So the first thing that I wanna do is kind of present two scenarios to you um, for for stress. As you can see on the screen, we're gonna contrast the Paleolithic man with today's modern man. Um, So in, you know, you've got a Paleolithic man who's walking around looking for something to eat for breakfast or lunch, um, some berries or a root of some kind, and he spots a saber-toothed tiger in the grass, and he's faced with a decision. Suddenly, his body goes into fight-or-flight mode, and he has to decide, is he going to stand his ground, or is he going to flee? In our scenario, he decides he has a better uh, a better chance of standing his ground and, and fighting the saber-toothed tiger than actually running away. So he stays, he fights, and he is victorious. He quickly dispatches this saber-toothed tiger. He butchers it. He carries it home. Um, here he thought he was going to have berries, and now he's got got a couple meals left um, with, with a really tasty saber-toothed tiger. So that is obviously a very stressful situation. And a situation where our body, you know, his body went into fight or flight, but basically everything returns to normal. His eyes, you know, dilate back to to where they're supposed to be. His blood pressure comes down. um, His heart rate comes down. You know, all all of things, everything kind of returns to normal. Um, And so you see this go up and then it comes back down. But contrast that with today's modern man um, where we are fighting stress you know all day long and um, the 
the chronic stress that comes from, you know, stress at work, kids, um, maybe an ungrateful or a hard boss to work with, um, maybe our marriage isn't great or our family is a mess, all of this stress all day long. And so we're in constant fight or flight mode. Things never really kind of come back to normal. Um, and, and so it just builds and builds and builds all day long for all time, basically. So, you know, what, what have I kind of taken us through? Well, really kind of the old science of stress is that it, stress is a physiologic mismatch. Um, we need to learn how to manage our stress. We need to get rid of our stress. Um, Dr. Pardue even says, you know, I, I've given a lot of lectures and a lot of talks on, on the old way of managing stress. And the truth is that like, it's just bad advice. There's not really a whole lot that any of us can do about most of the stress that happens to us. Um, because most stress isn't something that we're seeking out and something that we're, we're just gluttons for punishment and we go and we look for. Stress really, the majority of the time is, is ways we find ourselves in situations that are stressful. And so it, it's not okay to just say, well, manage it. Well, what does that mean? Um, so we end up being stressed about our stress. And, uh, you know, maybe some of you even now, like thinking through all of the things that that stress you out on a daily basis, you might be like, oh, I'm really stressed out. I don't, uh, I don't know what to do about all of this stress. And so, you know, with, with social science that we've had, um, we kind of shoot down what ancient wisdom is. And then later we find out, well, our science really wasn't that strong. It was actually pretty weak. Um, and so before we move any further, I want to just define what stress is. There are lots of definitions. Uh, when I Googled it, you know, there was, I think, 20 different types of definitions for stress. Um, the one that I settled on is more applicable to this physiological state of stress that we're talking about. So it's a noun that's a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. Um, I would say that the last two months of my life fit that definition pretty well. Um, and I'm guessing that, you know, for those of you at home, it's the same way. This, you know, even outside of a worldwide pandemic, there's lots of stress, but these last two months have been particularly stressful for a lot of different reasons. Um, and so once you define stress, then um, you, you know, you think about, well, what, what are stressful situations? Well, they can be perceived trials, but they can also be circumstances and things that produce really extreme happiness. So I've put on here parenting. I think parenting would straddle both sides of that fence. It is you know, incredibly difficult. And anybody who has children will tell you that it's difficult. But it also brings tremendous joy and happiness as well. Um, work, kind of the same thing. There are a lot of trials and um, pressures that come with work. But on the other side of that, there's a lot of fulfillment and growth and learning and opportunity that happens at work. Um, 
So health crisis and debt, politics, like I don't even need to say more about that. So stressful. Uh, the worldwide pandemic that we find ourselves in, but also something like uh, receiving a kiss that can solicit a stress response in our body, but it's good things. It's positive things. Um, same way with winning a game, but then there's the other side of losing a game. And certainly traffic can be a real trigger for a lot of people as well. Um, and so it's kind of all of these things together. And we look at, well, if the old science of stress was bad, we can't manage our stress. We can't get rid of it. We're going to have stress in our life. And if we go back to what does ancient wisdom say about this, um, we really find that stress is something to be, um, to be not necessarily sought after, but certainly accepted as part of just life in this world. Um, and that there's real opportunity to it. So I put some scripture here from the book of James and, uh, and then, you know, looking at, at some other pieces of just ancient wisdom um, from Roman philosophers like Marcus Aurelius, who said, you have power over your mind and not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. So we're going to talk about some other stories of real life people too. But, um, you know, James is saying, count it as a great joy when you undergo trials, because you know that those trials are going to help you secure endurance. And endurance is really the thing that helps us last um, and, and brings us to a place of completeness. And so looking at, well, if that's the, you know, we don't want to follow the old science of stress. We want to follow kind of what is this new science of stress? Really, the first thing is mindset. Um, turns out that lots of research shows um, that really it's not stress necessarily that's bad for us. It's how we think about stress. So the effects of stress are more closely related to how we think about it than to the actual circumstances of our lives. Um, and and, you know, so it's thinking of instead of thinking, gosh, stress destroys my life and it's terrible for my health. Um, if you believe that, then really you kind of write the own ending to your story, which is stress is going to be, you know, really detrimental to your health and it's going to harm your life versus thinking of stress as maybe this is an opportunity to enhance my life by growing in wisdom fortitude, strength, and confidence. Um, even going back to what James said in the Bible is he starts out by saying, count it as great joy. Well, what is that? That is changing your mindset, looking at the way you think about stress and choosing the positive aspect of it rather than focusing on the negative as aspect of it. Um, so we'll talk more about that in just a minute. But the first step is to have have a mindset and then the second step is having a challenge response to stress in your situations so the belief that stress is harmful interferes with our ability to use it but if you believe that it can improve your performance then that allows us to harness its power 
Um, and, you know, this type of a stress response gives a lot of energy and focus and encouragement if you really believe, okay, this is, this is a stressful situation and, um, but it's an opportunity for me to grow. It's an opportunity for me to learn something about myself or learn something about the people that I'm kind of in the trenches with. Um, and really, you know, talk about the, the benefits that when a stressful situation comes up, um, you know, some of the energy that surrounds that, the focus of attention that we find ourselves in, we can really use that to our benefit um, through a challenge, having a challenge response, saying, and rolling up our sleeves, saying, okay, how can I meet this? How can I learn from this? Um, how will this benefit me in the long run? Um, kind of, kind of an idea. And um, I, I know just, you know, I'll share a little bit and then I'll give opportunities for you all to share at the end. Really recently, just in the context of these last two months with the pandemic and both my husband and I working from home, we have three small children um, and like so stressed out. I have been so stressed out over how am I going to get things done and um, you know, I will admit this about myself. I don't particularly love to be around my children 24 seven all the time. Um, distance and, uh, you know, makes, makes the heart grow fonder. Um, so, but I've also looked at, well, how can, how can this really benefit our family? How can not having to get up and, you know, grind against the clock all day long for schedules and, um, being able to take slower paces for things and, um, you know, really just kind of looking at what are the things that I can reap benefits from instead of focusing on the negative aspect of that. And I'm, I know I'm not alone in that, that this isn't some revelation that I've had that other people don't, but it's, you know, there are really days where I have to remind myself every day to have a challenge response. You've got to you know, practice that every day because every day kind of brings different aspect, aspects of stress for me in my life. Um, and so it's that daily reminder and a lot of times, multiple times a day to say, hey, you know, stop focusing on the bad and, and look to how you can really benefit from, from what you're being asked to go through and do. Um, so on that note, I want to talk a little bit about some real life stories of um, people who have, have really been ahead of their time in the whole idea of mindset and a challenge response. So some of you are likely familiar with one, two, or three of these historical figures. Um, but the first one is Viktor Frankl, who uh, was a Holocaust survivor. Um, he was an Austrian physician and psychologist um, who spent years in about six different uh, work camps um, as, as part of World War II. And um, he, he wrote a fascinating book, um, Man's Search for Meaning, that really is all about mindset. It's a fabulous read and it's a quick read. If you haven't read it, it's really good. But one of his most favorite uh, famous quotes is everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms 
to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. Um, one of one of the last camps that he was in was was Auschwitz, and um, he details just what life was like and really his experience with seeing the people in the camp next to him, alongside him, who had a a positive mindset and a challenge growth response to the trial that they were undergoing um, fared so much better than people who simply kind of focused on the bad or the negative and gave up. Um, and that's certainly what he credits his survival to is his choice every day to, to have an, a positive attitude in, I mean, the most horrific circumstances probably any human being could ever find themselves in. Um, and then you have Anne Frank. Uh, most of you are probably familiar, maybe you read her book in high school, The Diary of Anne Frank. Um, but she was a young girl who was forced to hide in, um, in an attic from Germans and she kept a daily diary. And again, she was someone who focused on the, the very small, the very positive things, everything, the ray of sunshine that came through or listening to the birds sing every day, um, instead of, of focusing on the really hard parts about life. Um, and I read recently about Winston Churchill and his leadership as prime minister um, in, in London during the Blitzkrieg that happened during um, World War II. And, um, oh, sorry, hang on. Ah, clicked outside my screen. Um, and so someone described what, what London went through in the Blitzkrieg as it was 57 nights, consecutive bombings for 57 nights, and essentially, it would be like the United States undergoing 9-11 for 57, a new 9-11 every night for 57 nights. Like, just let that sink in for a minute. The scale and magnitude of that is what London went through. And Winston Churchill was um, staunch in his rallying of his countrymen and not just simply telling them to survive, but really saying, this is going to make us better. We are going to be stronger and, um, and better for having gone through this. Um, and he was, he's really been praised for how he helped people overcome just feelings of hopelessness and, and the ability to kind of fight back. Um, and, and, um, get people to where, where they could be strong, kind of anti-fragile. Um, so what, how do we practice a challenge response? Um, cause again, it's something that you can't, you can't just rely on it coming when stress finds you. It's something that you have to practice. And like I admitted to earlier, um, I have to practice every day. Um, so the, one of the first steps is to focus on your resources that you have available to you. Uh, so when you're in a stressful situation um, or just a period of time, and, and I think most of us can agree that we've been in a stressful situation for a period of time over the last several months, it's looking at, well, what do I have available to me to make life easier or um, you know, to, to have things flow better in my work at home, 
Um, do I have a team of people that I can pull together and we can all kind of tackle it together? Um, remembering your past successes, I think that is a huge one. To take yourself back to a time when you know you felt really overwhelmed um, and kind of facing this wall in front of you. Um, and you were successful with it. Like, what did that feel like? What did you do that was, um, that helped you be successful during those times? Um, and then look for, to look to sources of support. Again, starting with your family and those that are closest around you, are there, you know, people who can step up and take some responsibility in other ways off of your plate? Um, I think generally speaking, as a, as a culture, we don't accept help very well. Um, and, and yet, most of us like to help other people. Um, and so in a lot of ways, it's releasing some control in other areas and allowing people to help you and to serve you. Um, I have on here, you know, praying about it, but also get your prayer warriors involved. Reach out to people and ask people to pray for you um, and, and to cover you and join you in prayer. Um, ask yourself what you can learn from the situation. So, you know, saying, gosh, having aging parents or chronically sick children, um, you know, what, what can I learn from this situation? What can I take away from maybe the time that I have with my parents or um, the blessings of, of time with my children or, or, you know, getting to learn a new skill at work, um, some professional development at a time when you have a project that's really, really difficult to, to work with. Um, and then the last thing that I put on here is to look up, look, look around and serve someone. Um, some of the best ways to kind of get the focus off of ourselves and the negative side of what um, stress can do to us is to just find out how can I help someone else? Um, my day may be going crappy, my month may be going crappy, but I can probably find somebody who's worse off than I am and they could use my help. So serving someone else um, can, can really kind of get us out of ourselves and really practicing a challenge response to stressful situations. Um, and at, so next, well, in two weeks is when the next session of, of this conversation is going to happen and we're going to get into some of the other responses of so outside of a challenge response um, there is a tend and befriend response which builds a little bit on um, on the you know look up look around and do something for someone else uh, and then also a, a growth mindset so we're going to dive into that a little bit more in in two weeks when we do this all all again um, so let me get back to our view here and um, I'm going to unmute everybody. If you want to stay muted, you can, that's fine. But I want to give you all an opportunity now um, to ask questions or to share some of your own experiences from uh, life in general, but also if there's particular things that have been really helpful for you in this worldwide pandemic situation that we've been in for the last two months. This just helped you manage your stress or your mindset or some focus. I would love 
I would love to hear from you and I'm sure the rest of the group would too. Um, and I'd love for you guys to kind of share or ask questions. Anybody? I can go. You want me to go? Yes, please. Okay, I'll turn my, I don't have the best internet connection here, but I'll try the video real quick. Okay. All right. If you can see me. Yep. All right. And here's my cat in case you're. Yay. <laughs> one of the two. I would mention um, something I went through, like as bad as the pandemic has been, the, just to let everybody who doesn't know, or some of you know me already or whatnot, but I had on Easter Sunday, I had a direct hit of lightning on my house. Oh my gosh. And it blew a hole in the roof and started a house fire and all this stuff. So in addition to the pandemic, I'm living with my mom for six weeks, <laughs> <laughs> along with my wife and two cats. And now we're finding out, you know, mom's got a little bit of a cat allergy and there's just, uh -huh. but one thing that was mentioned earlier was the support system. And I found that I was pretty surprised I'll say surprised at how much people have really reached out to support and offer genuine help and mm -hmm. something that somebody told me a long time ago for a different situation, but I can apply it here is when someone offers you help, take it mm -hmm. because they're not offering as lip service. And they said, as a byproduct of that, you find out who your friends really are if you do accept the help and it doesn't really happen. Yep. So that, that's one thing that the support system has been big for me in that, uh, you know, I've spent a long time building up a lot of good relationships and to see them all come at one time and everything from somebody, you know, baking a cake to offering to come clean the house when it's ready. And, yeah. and, and another quick thing I'll say too about uh, looking at the positives in things is my cousin is a store manager at Lowe's and he told me when all this happened, like the day later, he said, Hey, you know, on the, on the, the good part of this is you can now remodel. And he said it and I was kind of in the middle of everything and I was like, I didn't want to hear that, you know, but right. in hindsight, I do see the the positives that are coming out of everything. Cause the, I, I told my boss, I said, when I walked into my living room the next day, it looked like Mad Max's house in that place. Cause I mean, my ceiling had collapsed. I mean, it was a big deal. And, uh, but now I'm seeing as the people have come and I'm getting a lot of work done, we're trying to get back in and I'm looking at the opportunity and the positives of this whole thing, which is I do have essentially, I've been in there 16 years and I'm going to have essentially a new house when this is over with. So, That's awesome. So kind of, if you can make it through the dark parts of things and kind of see the light at the tunnel, just kind of keep going toward the light and eventually, or hopefully you'll get there. So. Yeah. Thank you for sharing Greg so much. You know, the whole idea of, of find the silver lining in in your circumstances that's mindset right like let's find what the silver lining is and how can we focus on that and I know this has been a particularly challenging time for vital signs with our gym in Hardin Valley um, and we have been overwhelmed at the amount of support that we've had from our members that have been willing to keep their memberships going. We kind of moved everything online to a digital format. I think Chelsea's been sending out um, on a weekly basis some of the content that we're using. Um, and it's been, you know, it's been really stressful um, in a lot of ways, but these are all things that we were hoping to have opportunities to do down the road, um, to take things digital, to learn how to do this and learn how to do that. And I'll say one thing, um, COVID-19's given us the opportunity to learn really fast. Um, 
in a season where I think people are really willing to offer grace for Zoom calls and, you know, other things that may not work right immediately, um, everybody's kind of in this situation of learning how to, how to navigate. Um, and then with the gym opening on Monday, we've, it's given us an opportunity um, to kind of step back and say, well, when we throw the doors open, we don't have to do it the same way we were doing it before. We can change some things. This is our opportunity to do that. Um, and that's kind of that growth mindset that we'll talk a little bit more about. So um, anybody else have something that they want to share or just add to the discussion? I wish I could see everybody's faces. This is Barbara. Um, I would say something that helps me is just finding that 15 minutes on a regular basis of doing something I like, whether it's reading, walking around outside in the sun for a little bit, getting some fresh air, listening to music, just something little mm -hmm. on a you know routine basis just seems to help me sometimes. That's great. That is a great reminder, Barbara, that it doesn't take much. It's not like going away for a whole weekend, which is fabulous. We all love to do that. It's not possible to do that right now, or I guess it is in certain places you can, you can, but um, yeah, like 10, 15, 20 minutes of something can really, something that you enjoy. Um, you know, reading is such a kind of a guilty pleasure for me right now in my life with young with a young family that gosh if I can sit down and read for 15 minutes it's like oh that's something I really wanted to do and I got to do it or music or taking a walk we have been blessed with great weather through all of this which has been nice so yeah it doesn't take much 10 or 15 minutes kind of just re reset your heart and your focus on um what, what we, we say at Vital Signs is you got to eat the frog sometimes. And, and uh, we try to eat the frog first in the morning. You know, do that thing in the morning that you're dreading the most. doesn't always work that way for me. But sometimes um, stepping away for 10 or 15 minutes and coming back will help build a bit of an appetite, at least, for me to, to eat the frog. So that's good. Thank you for sharing. Uh, anybody else want to share? Going once, going twice, gone. Okay, uh, well, thank you all for coming and for bearing with me, um, you know, trying to present and, and admit people that either got kicked off or they joined a little bit late. So I was a bit, there's, now I know why, like sometimes people have two people running a, a Zoom calls so that you don't, you don't have to focus on all that, but, um, I appreciate you all coming and I will be back in two weeks to finish up part two of this um, and I hope to see you all.